Welcome. I'm Tracy Poisner, and this is the Undeletable Dad podcast, a show for divorced or separated fathers. My job here is to guide you out of the thickets of parental alienation and to lead you across the threshold of the impossible to a real dimension where your children are securely held in the orbit of your love and influence. It's not a dream, it's reality, just waiting for you to breathe life into it. You're invited to work on a deeper level with me through our courses, group programs, or private mentorship by visiting undeletabledad.com. We left you last time with a sort of bombshell. Jesus is so passionate about helping the alienated dads in the prison system because that was him. It's very hard to imagine that this mild-mannered, church-going, successful real estate agent once ended up serving time in prison. But that's because we're looking at the guy we see now. Listen in as he describes the pivotal moment in his life where it all went wrong and exactly how he not only turned his life around, but overcame being alienated from his kids in the most helpless of circumstances. Here he is. So, Jesus, you just left us in the last episode with this bomb, which is that you yourself had spent time in federal prison. And, like, I know your story, and it blows me away, but um, tell the listeners how this happened. How'd you end up there? Yeah, again, I, I in 2011, <clears throat> I was charged with conspiracy uh, to deliver marijuana. <laughs> Um, and I was sentenced to five years in a federal correctional penitentiary. So, um, I guess how that all started was I, I grew up, uh, so Jesus, when you left us last time, you had just dropped this bomb about you having spent time in a federal prison, which is an incredible part of your story. So you have to tell us what that's all about. Yeah. So um, I was uh, back in 2011, I was uh, federally indicted, convicted of conspiracy to deliver marijuana. And I was sentenced uh, to five years. Um, I could ask you so a question. You you weren't convicted of delivering marijuana. It was like conspiracy to deliver marijuana feels like a higher level kind of charge. Yeah, yeah. So um I guess I mean really what it was is I was I was a pretty high level uh drug dealer in 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 my area. Um I was I was pretty much at the top. I put together a whole operation and like, I mean, the truth is I was guilty. Like I, I did it. And is this, um, is this while you, you had kids already while you were still doing this while you had your kids or? Yes. Yep. Yep. So, um, I actually walked away, um, prior to the federal indictment. I, I, I walked away from, I want to say in 20, uh, in, no, in 2008, 2009, roughly, I walked away uh, and from from the drug lifestyle, not from, from the yeah family. from my criminal lifestyle, because um, yeah I had kids and I was just sick of living the lifestyle. I I gave up everything. I you know I I 
just handed it all over us and just walked away. I said, here, everybody, you guys all keep everything. I'm, I'm out of here. And I just, I, I, I did, I, I, I just went and got a job. I think at where the heck was I working at? I got a job at uh, maybe some factory or something. I don't know. I had a bunch of on and off jobs. It wasn't really like, it wasn't, it wasn't me. I wasn't used to it. So I just had a bunch of different jobs just bouncing around. But you know, the point is that I just didn't want to live that lifestyle anymore. So I walked away. I did for a couple of years. Um, and then me and my youngest three uh, children's mother, I, we ended up getting married um, again, because I just wanted to clean up my life. I wanted to do better. We got married. Um, I had at some point I did have a stable job and and I was doing good. We moved out. Um, we we had our own place and I was just trying to be a normal working guy. And yeah, in 2011, I was federally indicted. They they just came and arrested me. They said here, uh, I they gave me you know a thousand pages of all the paperwork and everything and. It, it was, it was just, it was crazy. I didn't know that something like that. They just kept, happen. they just kept looking for you, even though you had left that the drug world. Yeah. For over two years, over two years, I was uh, not doing anything. I didn't have any ties. I wasn't, I was just, I was just working, trying to take care of my family. And, um, but yeah, they came back and got me. So, yep, there was no running. Tell me what, if you look back in your life, I mean, you're such a, you're such a together guy. What do you put that down to? Like, how did you end up making a whole life for yourself in in such a different direction than who you are now? I think, you know, the, the biggest factor really is I lost my dad um, when I was 10 years old. Um, you know, my family, they were normal family, you know, migrant workers, my parents from Mexico, and they moved here to Wisconsin. And like, you know, my dad, he was working at the Nina Foundry. He was kind of like the founder of like all the Hispanics that work there now. <clears throat> and like, he was doing really good. Um, and we had a family outing one time and, and uh, um, he, he, he died in a drowning accident. It was like we were all there. Like we went there as a family, had a cookout, fishing, and all that stuff. And one minute he's there, and the next minute <clears throat> he's gone. That's so, so tragic. I I think you know after that it's I was ten years old, so I you know my mom had um, eight kids, and I, I just I was I spiraled out of control. I was getting in fights in school. <clears throat> I was arrested, my you know, like in, locked up in jail at 11 o'clock. I had started using drugs, started, you know, gangbanging, having sex. Like I was, I was not good. I was, I was uh, taken from my mother at the age of 12 uh, and put in foster care. Um, <clears throat> and foster care wasn't any better. I ended up with more kids, oh, than, man. you know, also like not good kids like the the we were also abused in there and the the, the county found out about that it's just and we were taken out of that house and just put right back into the you know right back to my mom's and my mom wasn't prepared to you know take me back on because I wasn't doing any better from there oh, I was, this I is just, just it's so sad and it's so <clears throat> it's so 
it's so illuminates what we're talking about here today, like what it could do to a human being, what it could do to a kid, to a little boy, especially to lose his dad. And obviously in your case, in an incredibly tragic, traumatic way, but to not have your dad in your life, that has a real like primal visceral meaning for you. And I, it makes total sense why you want so much to like not see this happening again and again and again with the hundreds of thousands of guys who are who are kept away from their kids by virtue of being you know involved in the correctional system like that's an automatic um, kind of separation mm -hmm. that is so so hard for those guys to come back and and repair their families and having somebody like you who's who's been through that and who understands it on such a deep level I think that's an incredible, an incredible gift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's definitely, you know, like it, it really tugs at the heartstrings to see, you know, the kids and stuff, just, uh, you know, not having a father, you know, not having guidance, you know, it even, it's even hard to see, you know, adults, men that, you know, are not doing what they should be doing, you know, because they don't have the guidance and they didn't have the guidance and it's just a never ending cycle and it, it, it needs to stop. And there's, I, I've never had the help. I've, you know, like going to counselors and all that stuff. Like, I think they're great, but you know, for like, I think that there needs to be more, more, um, more types of like programs or you know people out there so really getting to the root of this stuff so there must have been yeah. something for you inside the prison system because you came out a different person like what did yeah. you do there what 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 happened to you that had this made this change in you <clears throat> well long story short i went in there kicking and screaming like i was innocent i didn't do anything i was a change man um you know, everybody else was the, was the criminals, not me. Um, and so I was sentenced five years, but I actually only did three because I went through a, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy program. Um, and it's supposed to only be for 500 hours, but they put me in there early for whatever reason. And I ended up doing a thousand hours of cognitive behavioral therapy. Wow. Uh, it was a lot and it wasn't anything like it's, it's not fun. Being in prisons, not fun. Being in these programs is even more not fun. <laughs> um, we were, there was literally hundreds of guys in this room. We would have to stand up every day and like, it was, it was very intense program. And, and like I said, in the very, in the beginning, I was like, nope, all of you guys are the criminals, not me. Like I, I've changed that life. But after a while, like I started to see that that I was wrong. You know, I, I had to admit to myself or I learned and all of a sudden it just switched. Like I was wrong. Like I am a criminal. I was a criminal and I was not a good person. And I had to take accountability for everything that I've done and admit to it and decide to myself that I, I needed to do something different. Um, there's no help in, in, in the prison systems, like healthcare, all that stuff. Like there's nothing, there, there's nobody in there to help you. So I started doing my own therapy for myself as well by, by writing. Um, 
I wrote a lot. I wrote thousands of pages, which I hope to certain, you know, sometime turn into a book um, or several books. And that was my, that was my, my therapy. I, I did college courses. I, you know, I studied, I read, um, I've, I've done, uh, uh, I became a dental assistant when I was in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got wow. my, I got my, uh, personal training certification while I was in there. I just didn't waste any, any time in there. And basically what happened, you know, while I was in there was my, my wife, well, she left me and she got with another guy and she like that, that hurt, that hurt so bad. Like she started alienating me from the kids while I was in there, you know, already going through this stuff. And it's hard for me to believe that she didn't want this new amazing guy that you had become that she was attracted to the, to the guy. Like she wanted another guy who was involved in the criminal lifestyle. Yep. That's, yep. that's so sad. Yeah, no, I, th- I think, you know, drugs had a lot to do with it, but um, yeah, you know, that's where it's all, I guess, you know, bringing it back around where it's like, you know, I was experiencing the alienation from in there. And, you know, when you don't have any freedom, when you're everything's stripped away from you, you don't have anything. You're just, you're on your own. And I like, like it, it, it hurt a lot because I love my, my children. And when she stopped letting me talk to my kids and all of a sudden ghosted me for, it was only a year. It wasn't even a year that I was in that this started happening. And, uh, and yeah, so that got me super, super mad. And then it just, I had, I snapped back and that's when I was like, I have to do something. And that was me bettering myself. So, wow. Coming back, I hit the ground running. I got out Fantastic. and I hit the running. So Fantastic. And as far really... as you, you talked to me at one point about like the, the struggle of coming back into society. And like, this is where your again, your vision of like the, the transitional housing piece of this puzzle is so important because <clears throat> that was, that was a place that you could have used a lot more support. It was, I think it was not a very supportive a kind of environment where you were kind of forced to live. Yeah. It, getting released, right? <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. So when I came out of prison and <clears throat> they, uh, I was placed in a, a, a different housing, you know, facility to transition back into society. And this was in Milwaukee, but one of the worst parts of Milwaukee um, where it's not good at all. And it, they literally set people up for failure, you know, like it's, it's, it was really bad. Um, and I was an hour away, hour and a half away from my family. I, I didn't have a whole lot of support. I didn't have a car. I didn't have no money. I didn't have anything, you know, the feds took everything from me before I went in. So I came out, I didn't have nothing. Um, for six months I had to, uh, bus around the city of Milwaukee, um, like really, really struggling. I mean, I got a job right away um, as a personal fitness uh, trainer and like I got an opportunity, you know, it wasn't easy. Like I definitely, like I was literally bussing all over the place and I didn't have any money. I had to, you know, go and get all this like clothes and like, you know, super like a shirt and tie. And, but I went in there and with confidence and I said, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing, what I'm capable. And I had to, 
you know, one person gave me a shot and we're really great friends now. And, you know, he, he owns uh, several businesses and um, he told me my success was, was, was in Milwaukee. And so I stayed in Milwaukee. I didn't go back home. I didn't go back. And, and uh, up until uh, 2020 is when I moved back um, because of, um, you know, the, 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 the lockdown pandemic. Um, so I, switched careers and became a real estate agent and went back, but Man. I was very successful. I was very successful in personal training. I moved up, you know, from different uh, businesses with health and health and wellness. And I was a manager, I was doing sales. Um, like I was doing really, really good. And then 2010, 2020 came around. I was already, you know, planning on transitioning, um, from health and fitness sales to real estate, but then boom, pandemic, pandemic, <clears throat> everything. I had to switch careers. I moved back home and I mean, I'm doing very good now, but it was not easy. It was, it's been, well, ups <laughs> you are so well placed to, um, you know, for this vision that you have of, uh, like, a transitional housing place that would include all this kind of supportive therapy and programs for these dads and the specific tools that, you know, like, I mean, that's where I'm, we're going to work together towards this because I can help to put the specific tools in place that we can um, teach these guys to use to reconnect with their family, to be, you know, to lift themselves up, like that's your end of things, right? Uh, but to be able to reconnect and be that impactful leader of the family again, like that's, that's another, we're gonna have another whole conversation about this. So yeah. let's, let's yeah. finish here. And we're going to talk about what we have coming up and like, where our passions intersect about doing this kind of work so thanks okay. again for being here and we're going to see you again real soon sounds good thank you before i sign off here i want to make sure you know that jesus will be working with me as a coach and trainer in the upcoming session of patronus college the world's only school of magic for alienated fathers why magic because no amount of begging, pleading, explaining, or cajoling is going to rescue your kids from the spell they're under. You need something more. And this Harry Potter-inspired, Hogwarts-themed, live online training program is the best place on the planet to get it. You'll learn exactly what to say to your lawyer, to the guardian ad litem, to the judge, to your ex, You'll learn a magical way to recapture the attention and devotion of your brainwashed kids. You'll learn defense against the dark hearts, which in this case means the antidote to every dirty trick in the alienator's tool belt. And you'll learn the art that lies deep at the core of conquering parental alienation, which is mastery of your emotions and energetic frequency. I hope you'll join us there. We begin our four-month odyssey on September 21st. There's a great bonus for fast action takers. The first three dads to enroll will get a private one-to-one -one strategy session with Jesus and myself, which is basically priceless because I don't even do private strategy calls anymore except with my highest level coaching clients. So visit 
undeletabledad.com today and enroll now in the class of 2023. Thanks for listening today. Your kids thank you too.